0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one glorious, dreamy page of Talmud every day. My guest today is someone I admire greatly. He is Alter Israel Shimon Foreman, a writer, a psychotherapist, and an all-around incredible guy. How are you?
1: Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to
0: be here with you. And I share similar thoughts to you. So I'm reading this today's page, and all of a sudden, after a whole masachet, a whole tractate, that was pretty kind of, you know, solid about all these blessings and the food things that you eat and what you say for each one, all of a sudden we take this weird turn into the field of dreams. This is your professional métier, being a psychotherapist, right? Correct. Walk us through page 55. What do you make of this sudden uh, obsession with the stuff of dreams?
1: Well, there's a, there's a lot of things here. Uh, just like in psychotherapy, we can make a distinction between the holy and the profane. That one of the, the, the ways to extract the meaning of things is, as the old Jewish proverb says, is to make time for time. <laughs> so if you go slowly, there's a lot that's concentrated here. So one of the things that is rampant throughout this piece is not necessarily what the eye would normally see of the ear, but it takes great pains for every little statement to say, uh, mm-hmm. Um am Rabbi Bachana, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, who said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai." it goes by name, by name, by name, by name. And it's telling you something that even though this is a very broad discussion, and maybe this is an oral uh, law or is something that's happened over a long period of time, that there's a profound difference in who is saying who, that somehow who we are makes some kind of difference, makes some kind of impact. And this is you know, one of the things that's sort of a backdoor into the dreams, that a dream is both a public and a private event. It makes a difference who the dreamer is and what they're saying. In psychotherapy, there's an old rule, You always tell a patient, say everything and expect good things. Just say everything. In modern psychoanalysis, there was a guy, Hyman Spatnitz, he said, just say everything. But then they asked him, to who? (laughs) You say everything to anybody? So in a way, there's something here in this piece. It's talking about blessings beforehand, and it's talking about all kinds of laws, and that's all making a lot of sense. But in order to complete the picture, we have to move into an area of nonsense. And nonsense means that things don't necessarily add up, but they're part of who we are, because we're sense beings, we're sensical, and we're also nonsensical. And it's exemplified and manifest and represented in the last line on the page, where B'erchanan says in the name of yechai that it's impossible to have a dream without nonsense. And in a way, it's impossible to have a person to understand them without understanding the things about him that make sense. If somebody just makes sense, we know they're very ill. They have
0: to not make sense. <laughs> so, if someone comes to you and tells you a completely lucid, coherent dream, you say, "Oh my God, I'm I'm afraid that." Yeah, very this man is news. very, very ill, and I, I don't know if you and I can help him. <laughs> See, this is this is kind of uh, supremely interesting to, to hear you say this and to hear this line reflected in Talmud, because he, here I am, and and I read the following uh, bit, which I want to read out loud to you, which really struck me as quite something. Here it is from from today's page, Rabbi Shmuel Baruch said that Rabbi Yonatan said, a person is shown in his dream only the thoughts of his heart when he was awake, as evidenced by what Daniel said in Nebuchadnezzar, as it is stated, as for you, O king, your thoughts came upon your bed, what should come to pass hereafter? And if you wish, say instead that it is derived from here, a related verse, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. How will you know the thoughts of your heart? By their being revealed to you in a dream This is kind of really yeah. fascinating we think of this inside right of 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 dreams being some kind of portal into our, uh, you know, subconscious as, as a really recently, uh, very modern, recent discovery, uh, Freud territory. And yet here are Rabbi Shmuel Bar and Rabbi Yonatan making these claims. And, and, and here they are saying things that you, from your own, uh, occupation as a psychotherapist kind of identify as completely correct.
1: Right. I love that you mentioned that in the beginning, that the, the the whole sech, the whole tractate is talking about the laws and the laws of the, uh, what brach you make, others was earlier, with the laws about uh, davening and prayer, and all of that is rules and regulations. And here the Talmud comes along and says, and then the last chapter was talking about the laws of, of eating meals and the blessings and what one what the, may eat and what the order of the blessings are. And then all of a sudden it comes into this thing and Torah is like throwing down a gauntlet and says, you know, it's easy enough for you to memorize all these laws. Maybe you know the Torah. But let me challenge you. Do you know yourselves? Do you know who you are? Do you know what your dreams are? That there's this whole oceanic knowledge, there's this wisdom that we may or may not have access to, but the only way we might have access to it is through our dreams, not through our rational self. That's what we use to master the first half of the Masechta, or maybe the first three-quarters of the Masechta. But here it's saying, here there's, there's this whole Torah, so to speak, in you you know and in 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 many ways it reminds me of one of the you know one of the fundamentals in psychoanalysis was winnicott who was a fundamentalist he it, you know he elaborated on freud but he really came up with the idea of the true self and the false self but what was really interesting is he said there really cannot be a true self without a false self they're intertwined and they serve each other and that one needs to have a false self that safeguards the true self so the waking person has to keep certain secrets, but the asleep person uh, lets them out. And these two are fighting with each other for, and they must share the helm in order for the human being uh, to to be healthy. And that, uh, you know, one of the things that Winnicott said when he saw Van Gogh's paintings, and everyone knows Van Gogh, Starry, Starry Night, and all these paintings are incredibly dreamy. And he was very otherworldly in his own way. He said he was very ill, Van Gogh, and he said that there was not enough false false self to his arc. And he needed a lot more false self. Thing idea.
0: Alter Estral Shimon Foreman, I feel better already. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday covering the entire weekly section of Reading Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Libowitz. our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com.